Welcome to Altered State of Affairs, the podcast with Gerald Kasimov, produced by the team at CastSource. This is season two, Reach for the Stars. Reach for the Stars, the much-anticipated second installment in the Altered State of Affairs series, is now available on Amazon. Visit GeraldKasimov.com for more articles, podcast episodes, and links to some of the author's favorite local and indie bookstores. I think that leads to something we were talking about earlier today, the heart of a business, right? When you have that, you build that, I guess the word, it's like, it's a fancy word now, or it's a buzzword culture. You build the right culture for your company, but you get into the heart of the business and you feel it. It's like, there's something there. I liken this too, because I feel this with your books as well, is you have the book, you have the characters and the author. And I believe it stands for something. The book stands for something. Stephen and his people stand for something. You as the author stand for something. I think you could relate that to a business, relate it to a sports team, but there's something in there and that's where people come back and you see it in the reviews, you see it in different things that they felt the characters. They felt like they believed in something, whether they agreed with it or not, there was something that they stood for. And perhaps it's a lot of history for their people and all that that goes into it. But I think... If I look at it and I made these notes and I wrote it down, I'm like, there's this book that stands for something. There's the characters that stand for something. And there's you as the author of the conductor of the whole thing that stands for something. Do you see what I'm getting at when I say that? Or oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell you, along the way, and I'm still obviously developing my skills, but you know, some of the editors that we had along the way helped instill that into me to develop these characters so that they would seem so real that if you were standing next to them, you would know that it would be just like standing next to this character. And it takes a lot of work, a lot of editing. It takes a lot of thinking about it to make that person real, to make what they believe in believable. There's a little bit of me in the book, obviously, because I wrote it. I wrote both books. And so, yeah, sure, you are a a conglomeration amalgamation of everything that you saw, touched, smelled, felt, whatever, in your whole life. And when you write something, no matter if you do it consciously or not, all those things come out, even if you're writing nonfiction. I mean, it's just the way it is. So, yeah, I think it's a skill that has to be developed. It's like anything else. It's like learning how to play golf. You have to be receptive to learning and to augmenting your skills to improve. You always want to improve what you're doing so that the reader or the observer feels something. It could be bad, good, love it, whatever it is, but you want you want them to feel something and not just read a nothing that means anything. So yeah, and I'm working on it. It's a pleasure to be able to do this. Yeah. I hear other authors speaking and the ones that are really passionate about what they do, it comes out in their writing because for everyone I've heard who's written multiple books, let's say, of this size, that takes some, like, wow, that's a lot of showing up. That's a lot of writing. That's a lot of possibly tough days. And I don't know, maybe you just like enjoy the entire process of it, which I think you do enjoy a lot of it. But it's not easy because then you have to go back and rewrite and redo. And that's where people get lost. And whether it's in a book or anything in life, it could be having to do with working out. Like once things start not going well, it's easy to just say, ah, this isn't it. But when the purpose is bigger, then what it is that you're doing in that moment, that moment isn't such a big deal. No, but if you look at, you can't take moment by moment. There'll be better moments than others. So you've got to look at the macro picture. 
of what's going on. And there were times when I struggled. There were times when, you know, an editor would tell me that you need to improve this. So you need to expand on this. You need to set the scene better. You know, tell me where you are. Describe what's going on. Describe the what you smell, feel, the wind, all this stuff. And, you know, at first, wow, you know, I thought what I wrote was good. So it's great. I mean, it's like going back to school. And then there were times when I had problems with the technology. You know, my handwriting's not great. And then I had to dictate to the computer. And then I had a, you know, I collated all my legal pages, like 10 at a time. And then I would have to edit that, you know, and then an editor would edit that. It's a process. And uh, sometimes it's gut-wrenching. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I would think about my book. I would think about, like, where am I going with this? And then I would come up with some great ideas and I'd have to get up at two in the morning, actually make some notes so I wouldn't forget. I've done that a lot of times. And then I'd go outside on a nice day or go to the beach and write a few pages and all of a sudden everything becomes clear. It's just amazing. You know, sometimes it's a struggle and you can't get to the next word, but other times you get clarity. I love this phrase, clarity of thought. And I don't know how it happens, when it happens. I used to get this clarity of thought when I was a runner. You know, you get this these endogenous endorphins that are built up, and all of a sudden your brain cells become electrified almost. But who knows you know, how it happens? You have to keep going. You have to keep going. You've got to make a commitment to yourself that you want to finish the book. And it's a tough commitment. I'm very proud of myself for doing it, especially the first book, because it took years to put that together and to re-edit and rewrite. You know, all these editors told me that writing is about rewriting, you know, rewriting and rewriting and rewriting never ends. And, you know, not one editor wrote anything for me. I've never used artificial intelligence, but I had the, the luxury of having some brilliant minds say to me, you know, maybe you could say this better. Why don't you try this way or doing this? So it's developing, developing your skills. So it's almost like if you think about in school, we've talked about this or at the office when you're working, when someone's telling you something, you haven't done something right. You need to go back to it. Like you have to build up that, whatever that is, that feeling that you can take it on and you can keep going forward because so often we retreat because someone's coming at you and you can't handle the friction, the issue, the problem, the yelling to push through it because it's, that's tough to hear. Like you got to rewrite. When you talk about rewrite, I think people need to understand it's not rewriting a paragraph, which it is. It could be rewriting an entire book. It could be writing entire sections. It could be moving things around. It's like, wait a second. So I just created this whole thing, all these pages. You're telling me I have to start over. Like that could take someone to their knees. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, and I laugh because I just read your ebook and you quoted a quote, which you don't grow when you're comfortable, you grow when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> and that's been said <laughs> by some very famous people. So, yeah, and that's the truth. Like, how do you run faster? You got to run faster and you got to try harder and go to the next gear. So you take it to the next gear. And when you get to a pothole in the road or whatever, or you take a deep breath. Or you walk away for that day or an hour or whatever it is and come back to it. And more often than not, when you come back to it, your brain is able to change directions, think of things it didn't think of before. You know, your brain gets fatigued and you have to allow it to 
refresh itself, to reboot itself. I have learned when to walk away and not get frustrated, because if you sit there and try to bang away at one paragraph and you know it's not great, you try to do it, and you know what, I just walk away for an hour or a day and come back, and all of a sudden it's easy. But it wasn't easy yesterday. It's like anything else. It's like learning how to do anything. You just have to make a commitment. You want to close the deal. You know, you want to go to that last step, and it's a process. You can't get to the third part until you do the second part, and then you got to do the first part first. So there are no shortcuts to this kind of stuff. Yeah. Unless you're an amazing athlete, two years old or five years old can run a 100-yard dash faster than anybody else without training. There are people like that, too. But anything with the mind, I think, needs to be nurtured. Well, even those athletes, I mean, you know, you get to a certain point and everyone else around you is good, right? They talk about, they show up to division one college football, they go to the NFL and everyone's practicing and maybe they're not as talented, but they outworked you. And so those top athletes, you know, you hear the stories about like a Kobe Bryant and what he used to do when he'd go to basketball camp and he would skip lunch and he would stay and he would continue working on his dribbling. And they would be like, where's Kobe? They all thought he was soft and he's the one, he's just outworking everybody and he's the one who made it. So even the ones that are talented and born with it and gifted and tall or what have you, they still have to work at it. I also like, you told me this once, I remember, I don't know when it was or how it was, you probably said it more than once, but I think I was tired and it was at night and you're like, it's good to be tired. You know, one of the reasons you're tired, right? There's a question in that, I guess, but you know, it's from work, it was from things and to say, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to be tired. And that's hard, right? It's hard this day and age when we are surrounded by devices at any turn, right? Like when you still leave the office, a lot of the stuff was at the office. You couldn't bring it home. You could bring notes home with you and all that kind of stuff, but there was no laptop going home. There was certainly no iPhone coming home with you to where it's like, and you're talking about it now with all your ambition and thoughts and the things that you've done to say, I just need to shut it down for a little bit. I can take a break. I can take a nap. I could go for a walk. I could go work out. I could go see somebody. That's huge because I think it's empowering the people to say, when you do turn it off, that's as important, maybe more than always being on. Because like you just said, like if you leave your computer on all the time, eventually the computer is just going to not work like you need it to. No, right. Especially now with all the devices and I see all the young kids, my grandchildren, they have to shut it down once in a while. They can't just be 100% into their device all the time because it sucks them in into the great abyss of whatever's down there. You can't do that. You got to be able to walk away. I have learned that. I know my body, my mind, and I'm able to know that I've reached a point or hit the wall that day or that hour. And when you hit the wall, like anything else, you're not going to be productive. You're going to be counterproductive. And it's going to start taking its toll on your energy and on your frustration. And you're going to get cranky and I don't want to be cranky. So you just walk away. Publishing a book is a long process. Very difficult. As I learned, you know, it's something else. You know, we did it as a team, but there are a lot of things in the way that we overcame. So I think it's fabulous that we're able to do something like this. 